Wholesale inflation jumped 9.6% over the past 12 months, the largest increase in U.S. history. Just the latest evidence the Biden administration's efforts to restart the U.S. economy are failing. So who do they want you to blame for skyrocketing prices? The greedy corporations, of course. A page ripped right out of Venezuela's Maduro playbook. Friends, it is time for Hold the Line. Welcome to Hold the Line, I'm Buck Sexton. Marxism is alive and well in America, as you no doubt know. They call it redistribution, they call it paying your fair share, social justice, economic justice, just throw the word justice on anything and all of a sudden it's supposed to sound so much better, right? But guess what? People are recognizing these Democrats can't suspend the laws of economics and in fact many of their decisions because of economic realities are making your life harder, more expensive, more annoying, more difficult. Yeah, that's what's actually going on here. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren is tweeting out, families are rightly upset that the price of meat has gone through the roof. Who's to blame? Meat packing monopolies that are using inflation as cover to raise prices and make record profits. I'm fighting for stronger antitrust efforts to, uh, against enforcement uh, rather, st stronger antitrust enforcement to lower prices. Okay, folks, hold on a second here. Wait, price gouging? Inflation's all over the place, but the meat packers are now the vulture capitalists, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, Elizabeth Warren, formerly known under the Trump administration by President Trump as Pocahontas. It's not just uh, her who's making this case right now. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying, oh yeah, the increase in meat prices, it's because of the greedy meat conglomerates, watch. I think that the president thinks the way people across the country, American families, uh, digest inflation is by price increases. And if you look at industry to industry, it's a little different. So, for example, the president, the secretary of agriculture have both spoken to what we've seen as the greed of meat conglomerates. That is an area when where people go to the grocery store and they're trying to buy a pound of meat, two pounds of meat, 10 pounds of meat. Um, it is the prices are higher. That is, in his view, uh, and the view of our Secretary of Agriculture, because of, you could call it corporate greed, sure. You could call it uh, jacking up prices uh, uh, it, during a pandemic. Jacking up prices during a pandemic. It's always, it's always something, you notice, someone else's fault with this administration. Someone else's fault. Yeah, it's not that spending trillions of dollars, adding unnecessary burdensome regulation, constantly talking about the prospect of higher taxes, raising the corporate tax rate down the line if you can, all that stuff. That has no effect, whatever. It's just, it's just corporate greed. Okay. Now, this is pretty clearly messaging that has made its way all through this government of economic ignoramuses and buffoons. And if you're looking for the economic buffoon-in-chief, you got him, Joe Biden. He wants Congress to hold hearings on the food manufacturers. With regard to the cost of food for everyday, you know, that's another big area. People walk in the grocery store, particularly meat, poultry, uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, that's where the prices are up a lot. And uh, there's a couple things going on there. Number one, over, as you well know, over the last several years, a lot of the big operators come in and bought out the small producers and bought out the small 
uh, man, uh, the, 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 the small guys who are from moving it from the farm onto your table. And, uh, and so, for example, Tyson, uh, this last, uh, quarter made, I think, a little over a billion more in profit than before because they were able to raise prices. There's so few people to compete with. I'm urging the Congress to hold hearings as to the concentration of power in a few hands controlling the food processing side of the equation. What? Would you ever stop and just sort of say, this guy's the president? <laughs> Are you serious? What? I mean, just blather. Just blather. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering how accurate this is, I mean, yeah, for a second here, we say, hold on. Uh, the Maduro Venezuela playbook is to uh, inflate the currency because you need to pay for social programs that you can't actually pay for, but you had to tell people who are easily misled. You had to promise the peasants you're going to redistribute the wealth, etc. And so then you institute price controls for basic uh, food items, uh, milk, chicken, rice, whatever. And then you blame the empty shelves on the greedy food producers, not the fact that you're debasing your currency and you're ruining the market system and yeah, all the rest of it. And if you're wondering how serious are they about this meatpacking collusion, which is really what they're accusing the meatpacking industry of right now. Last week, Biden was, I'm talking about last week, folks, not last month or last year. Last week, Biden was blaming inflation on the supply chain crisis. It's not going to increase inflation, it'll diminish inflation. It has a negative impact on inflation. Not a, it doesn't raise inflation. But that's hard for people to think about right now. Because inflation is up and there's a direct correlation in most people's mind. Well, why is inflation? Well, government's spending money. Well, that's not the reason for the inflation. The reason for the inflation is that we have a supply chain problem that is really severe and is causing a significant increase in prices. I thought it was collusion with the meat companies. But that's just one industry. But then if it is what he says, which is supply chain, that would affect the meat industry too, wouldn't it? So it makes no sense. Or rather, they just keep changing the story to make sure that you don't blame this administration's idiotic policies. They're lying to you, folks. You just have to know that. You're being lied to about the plans of the Biden regime on a regular basis. And here is, for example, Joe Biden telling you that nothing is going to cut costs more than the massive spending bill of Build Back Better. Watch. We can't afford, we can afford to do all this without raising taxes on a single penny and anyone making less than $400,000 a year. And experts acknowledge if we do this, we're going to reduce inflation, not increase it, reduce inflation. In fact, I got unsolicited a letter from 17 Nobel laureates in economics who looked at our plan and said they see long-term inflationary, they, they will, it will save and serve against long-term inflationary pressures. The bottom line is we're helping working class and middle class people spend less money on the things they badly need. So if you're worried about rising costs, nothing will cut costs for American families more than the Build Back Better plan. I mean, no one who knows anything believes that. Being lied to. We'll have more on this with the host of I'm Right here on The First TV, Jesse Kelly, when we come back. Let's talk about my digital money. Crypto is a place where you can have huge gains, right? But you got to know where to get started. 
Bitcoin, Ethereum, there are dozens of digital tokens out there. How do you buy them? Where do you keep them? How does all this work? That's where my digital money comes in. It's an easy to use self-trading crypto IRA platform with amazing customer service. It's one of the few US-based crypto companies that'll answer your phone call and help you get started. Because your comfort and security is their top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, trigger orders to secure opportunities, and a play money account so you can test the market without risking your money. Look, crypto's heating up. This might be the best time in a long time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. You deserve a team of dedicated professionals who have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not a number. Check them out at My Digital Money. Go to MyDigitalMoney.com. Again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. We'll be right back with the first TV's Jesse Kelly. The White House is sounding like the Maduro regime in Venezuela this week, blaming the rise in prices across the board on the greed of corporations and meat conglomerates. For their part, the media seems to have their back. Earlier this month, CNN actually published a piece entitled Why Inflation Can Actually Be Good for Everyday Americans and Bad for Rich People. Nobel Prize winning economist and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman wondered aloud, is there any good reason to believe that inflation hits low-income households especially hard. So, you know, all that extra money you're paying for groceries, gas, and literally everything else, it's not really a big deal, actually. It's really good for you. Also, it's the greedy corporation's fault. And we need to spend trillions of dollars to stop it, right? It all makes sense. Actually, none of it makes sense, but we'll explain. Joining me now is the host of I'm Right with Jesse Kelly here on The First TV, and of course, syndicated radio host, the one and only Jesse Kelly. What's up, my man? Buck, I, I can't believe people say these guys are out of touch. I mean, Paul Krugman knows the average American is struggling to put gas in his car and buy, gro buy groceries. He, he lives that life, surely, with this New York loft apartment and all these other things. Like, what are they going to do? I mean, what are they supposed to say? I mean, we can make fun of them for it. I'm sure we will. But you can't cover up what's happening. That's the problem. We finally arrived at a problem they can't really cover up. You can't cover up the fact families, they're not gonna travel for Christmas because they can't afford it. I hear this all the time, I'm sure you do too. Families are looking at their grocery bill and saying, uh, I've gotta cut cable. People are making these decisions right now and when you tell them it's because of greedy meat companies, that's probably not gonna rub people the right way. It does sound a bit like Generalissimo Saki should maybe calm down a bit unless she wants more comparisons to Maduro's Venezuela here, where that's always the go-to, isn't it? When the socialists are in charge anywhere and they have things like price controls or they start printing money to pay for the social programs, because that's usually what does it, that are debasing and destroying the currency, it's always some capitalist exploiter's fault, isn't it, Jesse? Every single time since Lenin, it was always every single time a communist is put in communism. Of course, it never works. That's the problem with it. On top of murdering a bunch of people, it just never works. And every time they find somebody to blame and it's always the capitalists or the kulaks or like you pointed out in Venezuela. I, I do think you know we talk about Venezuela, Buck. Let's just pause for a moment here. Venezuela sits on the largest oil deposits on the planet. I mean, it's not just the Beverly Hillbillies who call it liquid gold. They are sitting on the largest vat of liquid gold in the world, and people are starving to death in that country. That's how bad communism is. There's nothing they can't ruin. And back to Jen Psaki, sorry to filibuster here. She's not actually terrible at her job because she lies. It's her job to lie. Her job is to lie on behalf of the regime. She's terrible at her job because she's so cold. 
She does not come off as an empathetic human being at all. Hey, Jen Psaki, could you explain why this puppy was mowed down in front of your house and she could not even, she wouldn't be able to muster any any sympathy at all for anybody. That's who she is, probably because she's a ginger. Looks like Jesse's Peloton might be arriving late this year for Christmas. If you remember, <laughs> Jen, on supply chain, that was Jen Saki's big thing. Sorry about the threat of the Peloton delayed. She is a little bit out, out of touch. Um, but let's let's get your your take now on uh, on the latest here in New York, which fortunately for you, you don't live in, but I do. We got an indoor mask mandate that's gone into effect here in New York and in California. After the whole get the shot, you don't have to mask up. Oh, just kidding, psych. Now it's get more shots and mask up more. Uh, but by the way, there are some places where they're not doing it. In Orange County, the county supervisor here in New York, not the beautiful Orange County, no offense, Orange County, New York, but the one here, not the one in California, uh, warning he's expecting a whole lot of non-compliance. I, I think this is the only way, Jesse. Um, maybe finally... We'll see what we should have seen about a year ago with masks and all the rest of it, which is just people just got to be like, I'm, I'm not playing. Your, I'm not the hamster that runs, runs in the direction you tell me to in the maze anymore. What's so amazing is that it took this long, Buck. I mean, I'm happy to hear about it. From what I understand, about a quarter of the counties in New York have, have indicated they're not going to be following any of this stuff. It shouldn't have taken this long. I'm glad it did. But it, it is still wild to me how anyone thought this was sustainable ever. Oh, just close your business. Oh, just go home. Oh, you run a restaurant? I mean, restaurants have to operate at capacity in order to pay the bills. These people aren't making 25% profit. And they just told them, uh, separate everyone by six feet? You can't sustain that or you're not going to have a state anymore, a city like New York City. You're not going to have a country. It's wild this was ever considered. And there were about five of us, you, me, and about two other guys who were yeah. saying that from day one. Uh, we, we can't do this. This is ridiculous. But what do we know, I guess? People have to just suffer through the consequences of the commies' stupidity. Speaking of which, here is Joe Biden on what's the big deal? Watch. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? What about that? What's the big deal? Jesse, what about hedgehogs on the trapeze on a sunny day? And who knows? <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Uh, th this is the wildest thing about this book. The CDC, as corrupt and useless as they are, they've said vaccinated people get and spread coronavirus. That's not some right-wing hoax. That's the science behind it. Vaccinated people get and spread coronavirus. So getting the vaccine does nothing to stop people from spreading coronavirus. But, uh, but to a larger point, do these people, Joe Biden, his handlers, do all of them, do they think the problem is, like, like, I haven't been vaccinated. It's just not something I'm going to do at this point in time. I'm not in a risk category for it. But do they think I haven't been talked down to enough yet? Like, do they think that's what's held me back? I, I'm one lecture away from saying, ah, you know, Joe Biden's disappointed in me. I guess I'll go get my vaccine. You've been talking down to people like this since the vaccine came out. Maybe try something different. They told us, get the shot and you're done. Now they're saying, get another shot or you're reckless. I think that if people just listened to what was said six months ago and the six months before that and the six months before that, maybe they'll stop listening, not just to Biden, but of course, 
to Fauci and the health apparatus, which has been stunningly, shockingly, and repeatedly wrong. Wrong the entire time. That's what's so what's so wild, Buck, is no one in this country has an ounce of humility, not the people who lead it, to admit that. They've been wrong about everything. 15 days didn't slow the spread. Your stupid mask didn't do anything. The vaccine you tried to force everyone to take. I mean, you can argue it works or doesn't work, but there are a lot of vaccinated people getting coronavirus. A lot of them, a lot of them are dying from coronavirus. And now we have a new variant out there and now I have to get boosted for the vaccine that didn't stop coronavirus beforehand. At one point in time, someone has to step up and say, you know, maybe we got all this wrong. Uh, go get your fat butt on a treadmill and get some sunshine and let's all just go on about our day. I look forward to the big media piece on this, Jesse, calling us purveyors of misinformation and trying to have us uh, expelled from polite society. So thanks as always for being here. The extra benefit of <laughs> hanging with my man, Jesse Kelly. Good to see you. See you, brother. I've said it before, Fox News' Steve Ducey seems to be the only member of the White House press pool that gets to ask or will ask tough questions on a regular basis of White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. So what are the other news outlets saying? Well, that she should stop calling on Peter Ducey. We'll have more on that with National Review's David Harsani in a moment. Right now, I want to talk to you about protecting your online data. Big tech is taking advantage of us. They're mining our data, remining it, selling our data. Guess what? You don't benefit from that at all. Your privacy is being violated. If you really think your emails, texts, and messages are private, they're safe from government hackers, profit-hungry corporations, think again. That's where Secure comes in. Secure's email platform is 100% private. It is Swiss-hosted. They use their own servers in Switzerland and have no ties to American big tech, big tech companies. With Secure, there's no data mining whatsoever. It's completely private. This is what makes Secure different from every other email and messaging provider out there. Secure is the best email platform in the world when it comes to security and privacy. It's unmatched. Look, there's a reason Secure built their company the way they did. They want to help you take back your privacy from the big tech monopolies. Use my discount code BUCK and Secure will only cost you $7.50 a month for full access. That's nothing. Go to secure.com today and create your secure email address and account. Use promo code BUCK for 25% off for a whole year. That's S-E-K-U-R.com, S-E-K-U-R.com, promo code BUCK. We'll be right back with more. Hold the line. CNN anchor Don Lemon wants Fox News banned from the White House press briefing room. This week, Lemon claimed the White House was being kind to Fox, but said it was time for White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki to stop calling on Fox's Peter Ducey. Watch this one. Why does Jen Psaki even continue to call on Fox in the briefing room? I mean, they're very, they've been very courteous and, I should say, you know, kind. Because if your network is promoting BS and lies about what is actually happening in the country and helping to inspire and incite an insurrection, why, why should they even be able to take part in a legitimate press briefing, in legitimate journalism. Legitimate journalism. Oh my gosh, Tom Lemon. Yeah, bless him. Senior writer at Nash Review, David Harsani, joins me now to break this one down. Uh, David, always good to see you, man. It's, it's pretty stunning that we get to this point where you have most of what is considered the journalistic establishment would really like nothing but a, an amen corner in the West Wing. I mean, they, they actually want no questions that challenge the regime narrative ever. And they think that's journalism. 
Right. Now, first of all, obviously, Fox News at the White House is probably, Ducey's probably the only guy who actually asks a challenging question most days. So obviously that is uh, concerns them. But more than that, coming from CNN, who spent uh, four years per- perpetrating or perpetuating, sorry, a, a, a incredibly destructive and corrosive uh, conspiracy theory about the presidency. And how many questions do you think they, Acosta and others, asked about that conspiracy theory uh, to, to make this claim or to, to say, you know, to, to, to argue that Fox shouldn't have a seat at the table? It's just amazing to me. Here's NYU's Jay Rosen uh, saying something else that people need to hear. Watch this. The way the press traditionally covers politics is by assuming the existence of two political parties that resemble each other but have different ideologies. Mm. What happens when you have two parties that increasingly don't resemble each other and one of them is going off in an anti-democratic direction? I think a lot of the routines and assumptions of political journalism just collapse at that point when you have two radically different parties. Uh, And that to me is probably the biggest conceptual as well as practical problem in political journalism today. Yeah, this is a consistent refrain among a lot of Democrats these days, which is effectively, we have to abandon democratic norms to save democracy now because Republicans. This is what they say out loud. Right. I mean, Jay Rosen isn't a liberal hack, right? I mean, he is a, a journalism professor. If you send your kids to journalism school, you are wasting every single dollar um, these days, they are just there. In essence, the argument is that we need to be a liberal to stop illiberalism. It's just it's insanity. More than that, the the, the idea that Dem- Republicans are some, somehow more uh, anti-democratic than the, than the folks who are now arguing that 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 abortion, for instance, should not be in, thrown into the political realm or democratic realm. Who want to over? Who want to uh, ha- pass a bill HR one? which would take over the and eliminate th- hundreds of laws in states and, and um, that were passed by, through democratic process so they can run elections through the federal government. The, the, the gall of these people to even make that argument. But I have to say, you're right. It's like the 90 percent of liberal arguments these days, not real liberals anymore, obviously, but the left is is trying to figure out ways to shut down people that they disagree with. I mean, that's essentially what CNN is all about these days. Little hall monitors who want to, you know, on, uh, pressure companies to stop and pressure the White House to stop calling on people and companies to stop allowing them to have a voice. It is they are the they are illiberal. I'm not saying everyone on the right's perfect, but they are in the mainstream far more illiberal than the, than the, than the right, I think. David, uh, Pelosi's January 6th committee shared uh, earlier this week a series of text messages sent by Fox News media pundits and anchors to Mark Meadows, then the White House chief of staff under President Trump. And they were telling him to tell Trump to put a stop to the riot. Uh, No evidence has been found of Fox News engaging in citing an insurrection or advocating for a riot at the Capitol. In fact, the opposite. Uh, But over at CNN, Brian Stelter said, in case you're wondering if Fox News is covering the 1-6 committee hearing tonight, the answer is no, neither is Newsnax, neither is One America News. Do you think, do they know 
that no normal American actually cares about this committee, the, the, the nonsense. That, I mean, they've already, the FBI's hunted out everybody who even took a selfie in the Capitol, right? They're throwing people in prison for years at a time. We've had tons of news coverage of this. They've lied about lots of people dying there. That's not true. Only one person was killed by the actions of actual events that day, and it was, of course, Ashley Babbitt. But does CNN just not care, or do they not know that nobody cares? They care, and the people that they care about care, so they go on and on yeah. with it. I mean, you know, it deserves just, uh, I think, a brief mention. For me, the, the minute that Democrats decided that they were going to uh, dictate who Republicans pick for this committee, I stopped caring about it, uh, because it's obviously just a show trial. It doesn't matter. Um, the, the, the idea, these texts, by the way, to me, prove that this wasn't some that first of all that fox wasn't behind any sort of insurrection that 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 there was no uh conspiracy or concerted effort to to for a coup or whatever they talk about that it was a riot of of, of a lot of people and that donald trump frankly didn't act uh on it and should have acted in a different way but that is far cry from any kind of criminality and certainly a far cry from any sort of insurrection or coup it was a riot gone bad and i think it it, it reflected poorly on on us in in many ways but yep. certainly it was not what they said it was all true the left blames climate change by the way for a lot of things but recently they really decided to use the uh you know the emotional impulses of the moment they blamed climate change for the Kentucky tornadoes. Um, it's pretty remarkable. I know you wrote about this in National Review about liberals blaming climate change for the tragedy in Kentucky. You wrote, whatever your position on climate change, pretending that natural disasters can be stopped if only we adopted the Green New Deal policies is risible and cynical. And yet this didn't stop President Joe Biden from exploiting the deaths to push his climate agenda. Despite the Democrats' cataclysmic rhetoric, America's, Americans are safer than ever from extreme climate. I mean, David, no, you cannot be both honest and intelligent and think that if only we listen to the Green New Deal, we're actually going to stop or even mitigate this stuff from happening. It's not possible. I mean, sometimes I speak to younger people or they come at me at, at twi- on, on social media or whatever. And, you, and, and sometimes I'm like, do they realize that there were hurricanes and tornadoes and floods before, you know, the year 2000? I just wonder if they know that. Um, in the 1920s, almost a half a million people died every year from extreme weather that we know about, when there were far fewer people in the world and far fewer people in the United States. Now it's around 14,000. That's an incredible um, you know, mitigation of deaths concerning you know, extreme weather events. And yet, we talk about like climate is more dangerous than ever. The administration says the new, this is the new normal, the, the deaths. Um, now, obviously, the, the, the tragedies of, of, of that, you know, this is a tragedy in Kentucky. I mean, there's no way around it, but it's not going to go away. And it certainly wouldn't go away if we had more electric cars. It's going to happen occasionally. I was in Colorado when there was a horrible hurricane that killed many people. And it, a lot of it is happenstance. But when you look at the numbers, they are trending downwards every single decade because we prepare for these events better and we have better technology and better early warning systems and all that. If you're alive today, you have less to worry about extreme weather than anyone ever has in the history of Earth, right? And yet we talk about climate like it's more dangerous than ever. It's just insanity. It's a religious belief now for people. That's the reality of it. David, good to see you, man. As always, thanks for being here. You too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Right now, I want to tell you one more time about my friends at My Digital Money. 
Seems like everybody wants to invest in crypto these days, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or any of the dozens of digital tokens out there. It's not easy to get started. That's where my digital money comes in. It's an easy to use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with amazing customer service. It's one of the few US-based crypto companies that will answer your phone call and help you get started. Your comfort and security is their top priority, so they offer you an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins. Look, when it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals who have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. Denver Elementary School is under fire for planning a racially segregated event on Facebook called a Community Equity Collective. Wow, that is some commie stuff right there. The Daily Mail reports the Centennial Elementary School in Denver, Colorado, planned a Families of Color playground event, sparking outrage on social media. Many claim the event meant to promote equity and diversity was actually a form of segregation between white families and families of color. The school said the program was created at the request of black parents to promote inclusion and was actually open for everyone. Since then, the event was canceled due to COVID protocols, but they plan to reestablish or rather reschedule in the new year. Rob Smith, host of the podcast Rob Smith is Problematic, joins me in studio here to discuss future for our kids. Rob, man, good to see you. Thanks for good being here. Good to see you, Buck. Good to see so, you. So you see this thing, they're planning what's certainly, I mean, for me, even beyond the, the racial component of it, community equity collective. I mean, it really sounds like the schools are gathering the comrades together to see what the grain harvest is. Yeah, seriously, it, it's left this nonsense. And the thing about this is that, so we are about, what, 50, 60 years outside of Brown versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court decision to end segregation in schools. And now we're like resegregating um, in terms of wokeness, right? So now we have woke segregation. And what I say all the time to people is like, if you can afford to get your kids out of public schools, because what these are, um, they're not about educating your kids, they're about indoctrinating your kids. These are indoctrination factories at this point. And I told people as well, there is this um, Twitter account, it's called Libs of TikTok. Mm -hmm. And this Twitter account is becoming famous because all of these crazy loony leftist communists that have now gotten into the teaching world and are teaching your kids, um, they're telling on themselves via TikTok videos nowadays. So if you can afford to get your kids out of public schools, get them out of public schools, people. This is what I always say, because this woke segregation, this leftist indoctrination, all of this stuff is not ending. And if you look at the things that we do know, there's probably about 80 to 100 things that we do not even know that are happening. So law professor Dave Koppel of the University of Denver points out that what happened at the school is actually a violation of the Colorado Constitution. It's in violation of Colorado Constitution, Article 9, Section 8. It's my part of the Colorado Constitution I know best. Nor shall any distinction or classification of peoples be made on account of race or color. Rob, um, we're now at the point where the left just ignores the parts of different state constitutions, federal constitution when it comes to not actually treating people differently by skin color. Seems pretty straightforward. Well, yeah, but you also have to think about why um, they wanted to tear down the statues, why they are so eager to erase history. Um, they're eager to because of stuff like that right now, right? And so this is just what's happening here. I do not know what the answer to this. I do not know where um, the segregation that they want so badly is going to end. But I do know, as somebody that is a public school kid, I went to public school for um, elementary school, middle school, and high school, 
I think that this is intended to help black and brown kids, but it actually hurts them because it is telling them in a very sort of malleable time in their lives that you are different, your skin color makes you different, therefore you should segregate yourself into groups of people that look just like you. And it hurts the way they see themselves and it hurts the way that they interact in society with people that don't look like them. I want to switch gears for a minute here, Rob. We got Elon Musk. This is one of my favorite tweet threads I've seen in a while. Firing back at Elizabeth Warren, who wants the Tesla CEO, and I believe the richest man in the world technically, to, quote, pay his fair share in taxes. This is what Elizabeth Warren originally said. Let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year, Time Magazine person of the year is Elon Musk, will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. Now, Elon had a thing or two to say in response, or, or 10. Uh, Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. And if you open your eyes for two seconds, you'd realize I'll pay more taxes than any American in history this year. Don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you already did already. Uh, Rob, look, when someone like Elon Musk, who seems like he's just a rationalist and a capitalist, I mean, it's yeah. not clear at all that he's ideologically conservative. But when he really has some fun at the expense of the Marxist demagoguery bullcrap from Elizabeth Warren. It's good times. No, it's good times. I love it. And I, you know, I was kind of hoping that he would call her Pocahontas, but you know, uh, we can call her Senator Karen. We can call her Pocahontas. And so, look, when um, when she goes on this stuff, you know, when um, Warren goes on this stuff, you know, tax the rich, and when the squad AOC and all of them, they talk about tax the rich, and they talk as if. Um, the struggles that people are actually going through right now in the Biden economy are the fault of people like Elon Musk. It is this idea that they have to be talking to people that have absolutely no idea how capitalism works, they have no idea how entrepreneurship, and have no idea how business works. And this is what they are preying on when they speak to this stuff. Um, And I think that it's really going in a bad direction for them. I do not think that it is working. Um, They're trying to sort of push this idea that because somebody else is doing better, that is why you're doing poorly. I don't think that's true. I would like for them to stop, but I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna take them losing elections until they actually get out of this. It's also always so fun to find the hypocrisy whenever a Democrat is on the soapbox and talking about how other people need to make sacrifices, pay more in taxes, whatever it may be, triple mask, double mask, whatever. Here's Elizabeth Warren walking off a private jet with her entourage of cronies shortly after demanding Elon Musk pay his fair share of taxes. Elon is paying $15 billion in taxes. Apparently, our team here pulled together that Pocahontas paid $5,000. Wait, guys, that can't be right. $5,000 on her $12 million? Come on, there must, be some, there must be some mistake. But look, we've seen this in the past. I do know that John Kerry, when he was running for president, on $7 million of investment income, paid something like, I think it was 7 or 9% income tax. Of course. You know, because... They don't want to pay higher taxes. No. The fair share when the libs are talking, when the millionaire libs are talking, is always someone else's share. Yeah, it's always rules for thee and not for me. And they never want to be called to the carpet for their hypocrisy. And the funny thing about it is, whether it's Elizabeth Warren, whether it's John Kerry, whether it's you know AOC who sells tax the rich sweatshirts that retail for about $89, they're all making their money and they try to kind of deflect um, to these large-scale people, the Elon Musks of the world. It's their fault. They're too, they're too wealthy. They're too rich. They're too famous. They should be paying their fair share. One, it is the, uh, the uh, John Kerry's of the world, the Elizabeth Warren's of the world, who are getting their tax breaks. 
And who doesn't like a tax break? I want a tax break, but I don't want to begrudge everybody else a tax break, which is what Senator Karen does. I think the Biden administration had an even worse year than anybody could have anticipated this year. I mean, how do you, how do you assess it? Just Buck, I knew it would be bad. I did not know it would be this bad. And I did not know it would be so bad that even some of the brain-dead acolytes on the left are starting to wake up to how bad things really are. Rob Smith, always astute, always illuminating. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. All right, good to see you. Are you ready for another cringe-inducing COVID-19 song? This one might be the worst yet. We'll have a video for you in tonight's quick hits. Right now, let's talk about protecting your most viable asset, your home. You got homeowner's insurance for a good reason, because without it, a fire, flood, burglary could destroy you financially. But there's another major crime your homeowner's policy doesn't cover. It's called home title fraud. The FBI says it's a fast-growing crime. You need home title lock to protect you from it. This is how title fraud happens. A criminal forges your signature on documents stating you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home, leaves you with payments. You'll spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove that you didn't commit fraud. But with Home Title Lock, you're good to go. The instant they detect anyone, cyber thief, a renter, trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim. Enter code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back with Quick Hits. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis racks up another win against critical race theory and outgoing NIH Director Francis Collins channels his inner Judy Garland and belts out the worst version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow we've ever heard here, folks. Uh, we got those stories in quick hits. Let's get right to it. Florida, you're calling my name, doing all the right things. Governor Ron DeSantis is the best governor in America right now. Here he is introducing the Stop Woke Act, which will allow parents to sue school districts for teaching CRT. We are going to be introducing to the public, and, and we have legislators who are going to help us with this, um, a new piece of legislation for the upcoming legislative session called Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act, the Stop Woke Act. It will put into statute uh, the Department of Education's prohibition on CRT in K through 12 schools. No taxpayer dollars should be used to teach our kids to hate our country or to hate each other. We are gonna be including in this legislation giving parents a private right of action to be able to enforce the prohibition on CRT and they get to recover attorney's fees uh, when they prevail, which is very important. Mm-hmm, Florida. Oh, gosh, Florida, doing such great stuff. On the doing bad stuff side of things, get ready for this one. NIH director Francis Collins uh, was playing the acoustic guitar and singing a pretty cringeworthy COVID song to the tune of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I watched it, so now you have to. Somewhere past the pandemic when we're free there's a life i remember full of activity somewhere past the pandemic masks will come off no more need 
for a nose swab every time we cough. I just, our public health apparatus is so preposterous on every level. They failed so miserably, and now they're so annoying on top of it. I, I will get a vaccine shot in my eyeball if I never have to watch that again. San Francisco Mayor London Breed says it's time to get aggressive on crime. Oh my gosh, it turns out being soft on crime is a bad idea. People get hurt, people get killed, people's stuff gets stolen. It's really a mess. So you've got the mayor of, of the most liberal bi-party affiliation city in the entire country saying the cops have got to get aggressive. Kind of like, I don't know, what we've been saying here for months. Watch. And it's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement, more aggressive with the changes in our policies, and less tolerant of all the bullshit that has destroyed our city. Yeah. I mean, look, she's saying the right stuff now, but where's where she been the last 18 months or so in the city of San Francisco when all the mass retail thefts were going on and the people were, you know, defecating in the streets all over the place and, and shooting up heroin and stealing and doing all these... Where's she been for all that? Oh, now all of a sudden she's realized it's bad? Hmm. Interesting. Also something else to be aware of. Twitter penalizes users who claim vaccinated people can spread COVID. When tweets include misleading, this is from official Twitter, misleading information about COVID-19, we may place a label on those tweets that include corrective information about that claim. We may apply labels to tweets that contain, for example, false or misleading claims that people who have received the vaccine can spread or shed the virus or symptoms or immunity to unvaccinated people. Um, Well, maybe somebody should update Twitter with the obvious reality that vaccinated people can and do get infected and spread this virus. They believe at a lower level, but not that much lower, uh, not an insignificant level of spread than people who are vaccinated. Once again, the public health bureaucracy, Fauci and all the rest of them, hacks, idiots, liars. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is up next. Shields high.